you don't know how strong you are until it's the only choice you have. And that's true. Like, I didn't know the strength I had in me until it was my only option. My only option was to be strong. My only option was to keep it together. Welcome to the Let Me Walk With You podcast. I am your host, Nicole Polarczyk. I am a support coach who wants to walk with you while you go down this path called life. With the twists, turns, and unexpected events I've experienced, I know I'm not alone when I say it's hard to go through it on your own. I want to be the person I needed through those times for you. Weekly, I will bring you an episode about my journey and where I'm going. Come on, take a walk with me. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Let Me Walk With You podcast. And we are going to get right to it tonight. So on the last episode, I left you with my mom going out to dinner with all her friends slash co-workers from the nursing home that she was at. And like I said, she had a great time, just a great time. And a couple of them had texted me, you know, later that night and they sent me the pictures and stuff that they had taken. And they were just like, oh yeah, she had a great time. Everything was just, you know, she really enjoyed herself and she had a smile on her face the whole time. So the next day, it was a Wednesday, and, you know, I went to work like I normally do because, you know, with her at the nursing home, I didn't have to be there, you know, in the morning. And I really wasn't at work that long. And Nicole had given me a call, which was the head nurse, and she said, you know, I really need you to come down. Your mom's oxygen isn't that great, and she's very, very tired and very weak, so she's like, I think you you need to come here and just, you know, be with her. So I remember going in my boss's office and, you know, through this, my boss was great and she's really still someone I consider a friend, you know, even though we don't work together anymore. You know, she was like a mom to me during that time, just listening to me and letting me cry in her office when I was having a bad day. She really helped me during that time. Just let me get the stuff off my chest when I needed to. So I went in and I just started crying and I said, I have to go. And she said, what's wrong? And I just told her, you know, they said my mom's oxygen isn't well. So I just have to go. So I remember I just dropped everything. I just shut my stuff down at my desk and I left. I texted my uncle before, you know, I started driving and I just told him what was going on and just let him know. He lived technically closer to the nursing home so he could get there quicker. But I told him, you know, he could take his time to get there. It wasn't like, you know, they said it was an emergency. They just wanted me to get there at a previous time early on in her stay, like the first week, her oxygen had gone low. And they actually transported her to the hospital. So this time it was different because now they knew that, you know, she was essentially there to pass away. So they weren't going to do the extra by having her go to the hospital, which I mean, that's how it works. 
when you're at that stage. You know, you don't have to be transported. You can just stay where you are. You know, I got to the nursing home and she just looked really tired and she was in and out of it, you know, but I wasn't like alarmed. I mean, she had her color. She was just really tired and she kept waking up and she'd be like, I think I overdid it yesterday. I think I overdid it. And then she'd fall asleep again. And then she'd wake up and she'd be like, party in my room next time, party in my room. I can't go out again. You know, and that was like the reoccurring thing pretty much all day. She'd wake up, make a comment, fall back asleep. She didn't really eat anything because she just kept falling asleep. But her oxygen was okay. It got better as the day went on. You know, by, you know, my uncle was there. I was there. A couple of her friends came in and out to see her that worked there. And just people came to visit. I think the nurse probably told a couple people that she was concerned for my mom. So a couple people came in that, you know, were off from work just to see her because they didn't know, you know, they're healthcare workers. So they know more about this process than I did at the time. And at one point, you know, my uncle and I made like, just looked at each other and they wheeled this cart in the room. And it was like sandwiches, drinks, snacks. And we looked at each other like, why the hell is this cart here? Like, did they put this in the wrong room? Is this like supposed to be for a meeting or something? And it just never dawned on me at the time. It took me like a little bit. You know, my mom had told me, you know, she had worked there for like 10 years. And she said, you know, this was obviously prior to her being there. She would tell me, oh, yeah, when a family is about to lose their loved one that's there, the kitchen staff makes like a cart and they put it in their room because they know that the family is going to be in and out. So they want them to have food and drinks and stuff like that. And I affectionately called it the death cart. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So that that's what's going on here. Okay. And I didn't touch the cart. <laughs> I didn't touch anything on it. I don't know if I was subconsciously not accepting it. I didn't want it to be there. As it got towards evening, she woke up a little bit more and she actually kind of stayed awake. So I was like, you know, I said, I really want you to eat something. I said, can you just eat something for me? you know, drink something. I mean, at one point she woke up and my boyfriend was there and she said, oh, I'm really craving a vanilla milkshake. Can you go get me a vanilla milkshake? So he went up the street and got her one. And of course, by the time he got back, she was asleep. I don't think she drank maybe, maybe a sip of it, but you know, she woke up later on and I said, just, let's just have something, you know, even if it's just toast, let's just have toast. So she said, okay, you know, we made her toast. And I said, do you want something to drink? And she really loved tomato juice. I mean, my whole life, I just remember her loving tomato juice. So she was like, yeah, I I want a glass of tomato juice. I said, okay, random. Okay. I said, I will go get that for you. I just didn't expect her to say it because the whole time she was sick, she never drank it. So she ate like half a piece of toast and had a couple sips of her juice. And she said, you know, you can go home. She said, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. 
And I said, okay. I said, I'll see you tomorrow. And I gave her a hug and a kiss. And my uncle left with me. And, um, you know, we went outside because we were about to leave and we just stood there for a second. And it was like unsaid that like you knew the end was there. You knew it was there. And, you know, that's when we just said, you know, like, you know how when things are going kind of bad and you say like, oh, there's a plan, there's a plan. You know, everyone says that to you when things are going really bad and really crappy. Like you have to trust there's a higher, there's a bigger plan, there's a bigger picture. Everything happens for a reason. And we both were like, you know, F the plan, like F the whole plan. That's not how it's supposed to go. You know, and in my head, I was like, there can't be anything good that's going to come from this. There can't be anything positive to come from this situation at all. You know, when we both just kind of looked at each other, like we didn't know if my mom was even going to make it through the night, you know, all day she was just going in and out, in and out. And so the next morning I got up and I just called my boss and I just said, you know, I'm not coming in. I said, I'm just not right with not being there today. I said, I'm not comfortable. I said, I'm just going to stay over there today. And she said, yeah, that's totally fine. And I just kind of putzed around my house just a little bit, just trying to like gather myself, maybe not knowing, but knowing what was going to come for the day. And, you know, I just took some time not to rush and just hang out. And I think it was around nine o'clock. The nursing home called me and, you know, she said, what church do you want me to call to have a priest come? She said, I I really, you know, I know your mom wants her last rites. So just tell me where I should call, you know, and I said my mom was Catholic and just call the local church, you know, in where she was married and have someone come over. And hearing her say that, that they had to give my mom her last rites. I knew what was going to happen and I didn't want to believe it. It's hard to put words to it. It's just such a weird feeling to hear that and know what's going to come, but then how you respond to it. It's like I just instantly went in like, I don't want to say survival mode. I just want to say I went into this state of like, okay, this is what's going to happen. This is how I think I need it to go. This is what I want to do for her while she's going through this transition today. And then just trying to do this play by play. Like, how long is this going to take? You know, I don't want to say goodbye to her yet. I'm not ready to say goodbye to her yet. I hope I make it to the nursing home in time. Just all these thoughts. And I don't even remember right now if I called my uncle or if I waited till I got to the nursing home. I just remember I just grabbed my purse and got in my car and left. And I mean, the nursing home's about 25 minutes from my house. And I think I made it there like probably in 15 or less. I just got there. And as I was pulling into the parking lot and I parked, the priest was actually walking out of the nursing home. And I didn't put two and two together like right then and there at that second. But I was like, okay, you know, he was there for my mom. And it's, I don't know. I was mad that I didn't get to be there for that. I don't know. And I just collected myself because I didn't know what I was going to walk into, like what I was going to see, you know, because 
I had never experienced death in person like that. You know, I never, you know, yes, I saw my grandparents sick and then I heard when they passed away, but it's not like I, I was in a different role. I was witnessing it, unfortunately, from the best seat in the house, you know, and there's a quote I have on my wall next to my bed, you know, and it says, you don't know how strong you are until it's the only choice you have. And that's true. Like, I didn't know the strength I had in me until it was my only option. My only option was to be strong. My only option was to keep it together. And I went in and I went down to her room and, you know, I walked in and one of her friends was there that worked with her, with her two daughters. And part of me was angry. Can you believe that? I was angry that they were there before I was. Because I just saw them as I was like walking in. I didn't see my mom right away because, you know, her bed was kind of tucked back a little bit. And I remember I saw her and I backed up and it's like they knew that I was going to almost pass out because I never, I've really never passed out or felt like weak on my feet. But at that moment I did. Like I remember I backed up and I like tripped over myself and stumbled out of her doorway and like three of the nurses were behind me to catch me. And I just went up against the wall and like had, you know, I had never really had like panic or anxiety attacks prior to this experience. And I remember I just like, I couldn't breathe and I couldn't speak and I just, I couldn't cry. I just couldn't get out anything. I was like paralyzed for a second because I think seeing her, I had never seen her like that, you know? Like she just had like no color and she was just blank faced. Her eyes were open and her head was moving around, but she was just out of it. Like she couldn't talk. She couldn't. I'm going to close this one out and I will talk to you guys on the next episode, which will be, I said this one was going to be hard, but that one's going to be pretty hard. So thank you for doing this with me and listening. Thank you. Thank you so very much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed your time and desire more content, it would mean a lot if you could leave me a review on iTunes and subscribe. You are welcome to join me on Instagram at Nicole Polarczyk. You can also join my free Facebook group called Let Me Walk With You Community. I can't wait to share more with you next week. And remember, you are not alone. I am here to walk with you.